On today's broadcast, the Ruling People Power Party's Emergency Leadership Committee, led by Chairman Han Dong-hoon, officially takes off Friday. The U.S. reaffirms that it has no hostile intent toward North Korea and again calls for dialogue after regime leader Kim Jong-un's orders to accelerate preparations for a war. And South Korea will expand employment options for foreign nationals next year, reflecting a growing labor shortage across various industrial sectors. This is KBS World Radio News. I'm Tom McCarthy. The ruling People Power Party's Emergency Leadership Committee, led by Chairman Han Dong-hoon, officially launched on Friday. The PPP held a standing National Committee meeting and approved of the members of the Interim Steering Panel prior to its official formation in a vote by 59 of the 66 standing National Committee members targeted, with 96.51% approving at 57 votes in favor. The Emergency Committee named eight members, while PPP Floor Leader Yoon Jae-ok and Policy Planning Committee Chairman Yoo Yi-dong were included as ex-officio members of the committee. On his first day at the post, Han paid a courtesy call on National Assembly spokesperson Kim Jin-pyo and opposition Democratic Party Chair Lee Jae-myung. Meanwhile, the PPP announced that a total of 720.4 million won, or over 557,000 U.S. dollars in donation was collected in the eight days following the official nomination of Chairman Han. Main opposition Democratic Party floor leader Hong Ik-pyo accused President Yoon Suk-yeol of arrogance and self-righteousness for planning to veto a bill on a special counsel probe into First Lady Kim Gunny's alleged stock manipulation. At a Supreme Council meeting on Friday, Hong criticized the presidential office for announcing Yoon's plan to exercise his veto upon the bill's passage in the opposition strong parliament the day before without even considering public opinion. The floor leader stressed that no past president has ever refused an investigation into themselves or their family members by the prosecution or a special prosecutor, accusing Yoon of only being concerned about protecting the first lady. Hong said his party will actively look into the Constitutional Court's adjudication on jurisdiction disputes regarding the presidential veto over an investigation into his family. As for the Defense Ministry's controversial reference to the Dokdo Islets as being subject to a territorial dispute, Hong urged the president to expel Defense Minister Shin Won-sik and to seek disciplinary action against involved National Security Office officials. The United States has reaffirmed that it has no hostile intent toward North Korea and called for dialogue after regime leader Kim Jong-un called for accelerated preparations for a war. A spokesperson for the U.S. State Department reaffirmed the stance on Thursday, stressing that Washington's desire to talk with Pyongyang without preconditions has been made clear and the commitment to diplomacy remains despite an unprecedented number of ballistic missile launches by the North. The officials stressed that the U.S. will seek to cooperate on humanitarian issues, regardless of the status of weapons of mass destruction and missile-related discussions. The spokesperson also criticized North Korea's engagement in threatening and irresponsible rhetoric regarding its weapons programs, including the characterization of some missile launches and other military activities as trial runs for the use of tactical nuclear weapons. The North's official Korean Central News Agency reported on Thursday that Kim set forth a task to expedite efforts to complete preparations for a war during an annual meeting of the North's ruling Workers' Party on Wednesday. Defense Minister Shin Won-sik said signs of an experimental light water reactor at North Korea's Yongbyon complex were detected well before the time frame claimed by the International Nuclear Watchdog. 
Speaking to local reporters on Thursday, Shin said outflow of water from the reactor's cooling system was detected in the summer, earlier than mid-October, as announced by the International Atomic Energy Agency's Director General Rafael Grossi last week. Shin said the reactor is currently testing basic functions as improvements are being made to its equipment and facilities. The minister added that normal operationality is expected by next summer. Shin said, however, that Pyongyang will more than likely use the facility to generate electricity rather than produce plutonium, in line with the standard use of light water reactors and correlating to the assertion by the regime. Any military use of the reactor, the minister said, would probably be a test of the development of a small reactor for use inside a nuclear-powered submarine, but can also be used to produce tritium, an ingredient for hydrogen bombs. You're now listening to the news from KBS World Radio's News Center in Seoul, Korea. Employment options for foreign workers is about to expand next year, with non-professionals on E-9 work visas soon able to work in the hospitality sector. The change was announced on Friday by the government's Foreign Workforce Policy Committee, which finalized the new industries open to foreign employment. Max Lee reports. Foreign workers will be able to seek employment in the lodging industry next year in light of a workforce shortage confirmed through a survey by relevant ministries. The employment of non-professional foreign workers on E-9 visas in the two industries will be piloted for cleaners and kitchen assistants in major tourist areas like Seoul, Busan, Gangwon, and Jeju. Cleaners will only be allowed to seek jobs through partner companies that have exclusive contracts with hospitality companies, while kitchen assistants will be able to work in restaurants directly operated by the facility. The government plans to sufficiently collect opinions from stakeholders such as customers, the general public, and workers in relevant industries before reviewing an expansion through a joint pilot project with related ministries. Job training and industrial safety education for the newly added sectors will be provided through industry associations. Related applications such as those for employment permits are expected to be available next year. Elsewhere, the health ministry is working with the Justice Ministry to offer incentives to foreigners who hold a D-10 job-seeking visa after graduating from a South Korean university that will allow them to obtain permanent residency upon qualifying as nursing facility workers who remain employed at a facility for two or more years. The government hopes the new policy will solve the caregiver shortage that's plaguing nursing facilities. Meanwhile, the government has added Tajikistan to the list of countries that can send workers to South Korea under the employment permit system, increasing the number of eligible countries to 17 as demand for workers through the system continues to rise. Workers from the Central Asian country will begin arriving in 2025 following the signing of a memorandum of understanding between the two governments next year and the establishment of a dedicated local support center. The latest announcements come as the government set the quota for foreign workers at 165,000 beginning next year, the largest ever amid increased demand for foreign laborers due to the aging population. Max Lee, KBS World Radio News. The acquisitions and sales of virtual assets by lawmakers over the past three years amounted to more than 60 billion won, or around 46 million U.S. dollars. 
the Anti-Corruption and Civil Rights Commission, which conducted an inspection of virtual asset transactions by all 298 lawmakers between May 30, 2020 and May 31, 2023, submitted the findings to National Assembly Speaker Kim Jin-pyo on Friday. The inspection was launched after questions were raised earlier this year over main opposition Democratic Party-turned-independent representative Kim Nam-guk's once massive cryptocurrency holdings. According to the agency, 18 of 298 sitting lawmakers held virtual assets during the three-year period, with 11 actually making transactions for cumulative buying and selling amounting to 62.5 billion won and 63.1 billion won respectively. Kim, who was responsible for around 90% of the total trading volume, bought and sold virtual assets worth 55.5 billion won and 56.3 billion won, suggesting a net profit of around 800 million won. And that's the news from KBS World Radio's News Center in Seoul. I'm Tom McCarthy.